most people believe that the biggest, most radical actions are what create the biggest opportunities. In reality, it's the small stuff every day that ultimately proves to be more valuable, sustainable, and doable. This is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 418, Tiny Actions That Deliver Big Outcomes with Delatoro McNeil. Good morning, I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My guest today is an internationally renowned peak performance expert who has delivered keynote speeches to a variety of entities around the globe. He has written eight books and mentored more than 500 influencers through the Crush the Stage program. As the founder of Platinum Performance Global, his organization partners with Fortune 500 corporations, professional associations, and entrepreneurs to drastically improve effectiveness, productivity, development, communication, and more. His latest book is Shift into a Higher Gear, Better Your Best and Live Life to the Fullest. And now here is my interview with Delatoro McNeil. Now, I want to kick things off today with a bit of your backstory. Uh, you and I both share uh, some commonalities here of being speakers and authors. And so I would like to hear kind of your story of, of how you got started in the work you do today. Man, it's been really a remarkable journey for me, Jeff. I've been, uh, at the time of this recording, I'm 44 years young, and I've literally been in the speaking industry full time for almost two decades. Um, and so that's amazing. I mean, you don't meet a lot of folks that have been doing it 20 years and they're, you know, under 50. So it's been a pretty remarkable journey for me and uh, came from humble beginnings, uh, raised by two parents who were both hardworking people. My mom was a Sunday school teacher, English teacher. So my gift of speaking and oratory came from her. And I would say that my perseverance and determination came from both my mom and my dad. My mom raised me predominantly as a single parent, her and uh, me and my older brother, Michael. But my father was uh, shot in the upper back twice fighting for you and I in the Vietnam War. And so my dad could have sat back on a government check his whole life as a disabled veteran, but decided to one day lead the same organization that rehabilitated him. And my dad became the national director of the Paralyzed Veterans Association of America creating policy for disabled veterans all around the world. And so my dad's been in a wheelchair longer than I've been alive, Jeff. And so my gift of perseverance and determination and uh, pursuing against the odds came from him. And then just my gift of speaking and communication and, and being profound with word choice came from my mom. So they both instilled really good things in me. And although they divorced when I was two, you know, I really believe that I pulled some best practices from both of them. Uh, and so, um, I was able to go to Florida State University after being labeled an at-risk youth in the fifth and sixth grade, told academically I wasn't going to amount to much of anything. And one of the things I want to share with all your listeners is a lot of times uh, life, people, situations, circumstances discount us early in our lives. And one of the things that I love to share with you with people is that a negative times a negative is always a positive. I'll say that again. A negative times a negative is always a positive. When a negative person tells you what you can't do, you better go for it. <laughs> <laughs> When a negative person tells you you're ugly, you're probably beautiful. A negative person says you're always going to be broke, you're probably going to be wealthy. A negative person tells you that you're fat, you're probably fit as hell. A negative person tells you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like a negative times a negative mathematically is always a positive. So nine times out of ten, we hear the majority of the negative things we hear in life, we hear them from negative people. So one of the things I always say is a negative times a negative is always a positive. So I was able to find a way to shift Right. Uh, all those things that happened in my childhood in terms of being labeled an at risk youth and things of that nature. I went to Florida State University, got a bachelor's and a master's, two degrees in five years you know, for the 4.0 and no debt. 
And so I did pretty well in school. And then I came out and worked in corporate America for a super brief time, Jeff. I had a dream of working in corporate America for 15 years, maybe doing like curriculum design, instructional design. But guess what? I believe that God and life and the universe, whatever you believe, had other plans for me. And so I got laid off my first year into my corporate career and went from 50 grand to nothing. And I had to make a decision. So I said, one day, I really want to live my dreams as a speaker. And I had already been involved in Toastmasters. And so Mark Victor Hansen told me one day at an NSA convention, he said, pick a niche and grow rich. And so at 21 years old, the only thing I had mastered was college. So I spent the first six years of my career speaking at colleges and universities all across America, won numerous awards as a top college speaker, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then I kind of parlayed that over into corporations, associations, conventions. I have, um, I'm a Christian guy, so I've done a lot in the, in the tel Christian television space and parlayed that into books and things of that nature. And so it's been an amazing, amazing journey as a high achiever. And you and I both know, Jeff, you know, this whole journey of high achievement is no easy one. Because one of the things that I teach to high achievers all the time is that high achievers tend to get ignored because we've been raised under a culture that says what? The squeaky wheel gets the oil. So the problem student gets the most attention, right? The problem employee gets the most uh, training and development. We tend to ignore our stars and we cultivate our trouble people. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that, isn't that amazing? I mean, even even when it comes to kids, right? The majority of the attention and the energy of parents goes towards who? The, the kid that's doing amazing or the kid that's got all the challenges? Mm. Yeah, that's true. So we as high achievers have to learn, and I, 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 because I'm a, I, I'm a high achiever and you are as well, we have to learn how to go seek out the help that we need because most high achievers, we lead while we bleed. Hmm. We, we we don't get a chance to take a day off. We don't get we don't we don't we don't we don't get a chance to take a time out. So one of the reasons why I'm passionate about uh, the work that I do in the area of peak performance, all I do is talk to corporations, associations, conventions, conferences. I've never once, Jeff, you and I both we speak. So I've never once gotten the call from a low performing company say, hey, help our whack employees get a little bit better. I've never gotten that call hmm. for some reason, dude. I always get the call from top corporations, organizations saying, Hey, our people are killing it. Can you, can you somehow make them better? And so I'm like, man, so that's been my challenge for the last 20 years has been working with top level organizations, Jeff, and helping their top performers get better. And so I created this concept called uh, performance beyond gold, how to get 1% better every single day. And the example that I use, which ties perfectly into the book, Jeff, is we've all seen Olympic athletes get gold after gold after gold after gold after gold at the Olympics, right? And I use the example of, uh, of Usain Bolt, who sets the world record and slows down 10 meters before the finish line, right? <laughs> I'm like, if, if there was somebody running right next to Usain as fast as Usain, do you think it would make him run faster? And every audience says yes. I'm like, cool. So that means that even our gold medal best can be topped. We can always improve ourselves. We can always go to that next level. I firmly believe, Jeff, that the biggest room in the world is room for improvement, right? And that's why it's important that a person dominates their day before breakfast, right? So, you know, I, I think it's that whole conversation of how do we constantly improve? How do we constantly get better? And that's what shifting to a higher gear is all about. I like it. There's a lot there to dig into. So let's <laughs> let's uh, let's dig into the book a, bit, a little bit. Okay, we'll look at the surface scratch here. Uh, so your book is called "Shift into a Higher Gear: Better Your Best and Live Life to the Fullest." Uh, I think I want to go back to this concept you're, you're talking about: is taking the better people and making them even better. Because I think a lot of people might assume, myself included, that there might be a limit, or there might be some sort of you know, once you're already an A plus student or a gold medal athlete, aren't you done? Like I guess so my question there would be. 
what are we striving for with if we have achieved greatness? Like what is the what is the drive there? <laughs> that's a fantastic question. And actually that speaks to something that I'm really, really passionate about talking about. And one of the things, so shift into a higher gear, um, better your best and live life to the fullest book just came out last week. Super incredibly excited about it. It's available everywhere. Books are cold, sold, published by Barrett Kohler, distributed by Penguin Random House. And one of the things that I talk about is in chapter nine of the book, I talk about Jeff, the importance of shifting into drive and avoiding the other negative gears of life. So the entire book is built upon a motorcycle riding metaphor. So I've been riding a motorcycle for about the last 10 years. I've got a Suzuki at the time of this recording, but um, I've learned so many lessons about life and business while riding my motorcycle. So the book parallels how life and business development mirrors aspects of motorcycle riding. And so one of the things to your point, what I realized is that, see on a motorcycle, there's only one gear, drive. So a motorcycle only knows forward, it only knows development, it only knows betterment, it only knows tomorrow. Whereas cars have a bunch of other options like parked, reverse, neutral, right? And so what I realized is that a lot of high achievers, we as high achievers do a good job at faking our performance. Watch this, Jeff. Because our bad day, on a bad day, a high achiever can outperform the regular person. On our bad day, we outperform a traditional person. So we can fool other people and we can plateau and most people don't know it. That's why it takes a high achiever to speak into the life of a high achiever. So to your point, one of the things that I really believe is important is that we have to understand that what's next for us, what's next for us is individualized. It's not always going to be the same thing for everybody. People say this all the time. And I talk about it in chapter nine. How you do anything is how you do everything. I completely disagree with that, Jeff. I completely disagree with that. And here's the reason why. You can be in drive in your financial and you can be in park in your marriage. Hmm. You could be in drive, right, in your parenting and you could be in neutral, right, in terms of your side hustle, right? You could be in drive in your, in your entrepreneurship, right, and be in reverse in your spirituality. So how you do anything is not how you do everything. So again, going back to it, the whole conversation is when you hear the word shift into a, when you hear the phrase shift into a higher gear, in what area of your life right now do you need to make a shift? Because post pandemic, everyone all over the planet, Jeff, is asking the same question. What's next for me? And people have shifted their viewpoint as to what life really means, what success really means, what fulfillment really means. Because here, 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 I, I talk about this in the actual, the, the first chapter of the book, I talk about the fact that Abbott did a study, um, the health, World Health Organization, Abbott, they did a study to basically determine how people all around the world feel about life fulfillment. And the truth is, is that 32% um, of people said that family was the most important indicator of them living a fulfilling life. 12% said success in terms of whatever success means to you. 8% said giving, 7% said health. And then when the question was asked, Jeff, you know, what is the number one barrier to you living a fulfilling life? 44% of people said money. 33% said time, 20% said work, and then 18% said priorities. And when you think about the, and then the, the study goes on to talk about the top 10 countries that report having the highest level of life fulfillment. Guess what? The United States does not even rank in the top 10, the top 20, 
the top 30, the top 40, or the top 50. The United States of America ranked 65th in terms of reporting countries that report people living what they call a fulfilling life. So here's my question, Jeff. If we're all high achievers, and if we all know the recipe on how to be skinny, rich, and happy, and, we have, and we're the greatest country in the world, and we got the greatest superpower and all amazing stuff, how come this amazing land of opportunity that we're so blessed to live in, why do we struggle with life fulfillment? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Bro, dude, Jeff, do you have kids at all? I have a three-year-old daughter and one on the way. Fantastic. Congratulations. If your kids came to you with a 65 on their report card, <laughs> mm. you're like, we need to talk, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, so we're failing. We got the technology. We got the innovation. We got social media. We got, we got Hollywood. We got movies. But we're failing in terms of life of fulfillment. So the question becomes, how do we shift into a higher gear by getting clear about one simple thing? And the reason and I titled the book very specifically, this book is designed for high achievers, Jeff, because shift into a higher gear denotes that you're already in gear. So you're already doing some things right, like Ken Blanchard talks about catch people doing things right. But how do we take what you're doing and shift it up a level? How do we up level your relationships? How do we up level your psychology? How do we up level your emotional mastery? How do we up level your posse? How do we up level your emotional well being? How do we up level your business and your brand and help you scale and help you, uh, you know, make more by doing less? You know, these are all things that we talk about in the book. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yeah, I like it. Well, we phrase it that way in terms of this idea of up leveling. I think that there's my natural inclination is to think that, you know, okay, I'm doing well in these areas. And on some level, it's like, well, if I'm doing okay, 
you can stop. You can coast, right? You can just yeah. kind of chill. And I th- it's interesting from that perspective because, you know, I don't want to view myself as someone who is mediocre or someone who's just right. settling. But I right. think that that is a natural tendency for a lot of these areas because, like you mentioned before, we can't do everything. Or you might be yeah. in drive in one area and park somewhere else. Right. How do we balance that idea that we want to be, you know, high achievers in a variety of areas and not feel like we're just kind of settling or resting? So here, here's something that I believe is really, really powerful if we think about it. Watch this. And you bring up a great point. Here's something to consider that I think is powerful. This whole notion of, of high achievement, you mentioned coasting. Chapter two in the book is called Shift from Coasting to Living Life 3D. And one of the things that I love about the book is every single chapter starts with the action verb shift. So it's designed to get you to take some some compelling action. Here's the truth about coasting. That's why I love the motorcycle metaphor. Like you can't really coast on a motorcycle. The motorcycle is built in such a way that the majority of the time that you're driving a motorcycle, you're under power. Because technically when you're coasting in a car or automobile of some sort, you're the, the, literally the vehicle is not really even connected to the transmission. So therefore the engine and the, connect, and the transmission are not connected so that the drivetrain is not actually sending power to the wheels and you're progressively moving forward. And a lot of people are living life that way. They're just coasting, right? Most people are like the walking dead. They're zombies. They're walking around. They just haven't been buried yet. They're dead, right? But they're the, they're the living dead. They're walking around doing the same thing over and over again, right? I heard a quote one time changed my life, Jeff. It said, you can live 100 years or you can live one year 100 times. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> you can live 100 years or you can live one year 100 times. Changed my whole life, brother. Because what it says is a lot of people are in that what I call circle of sameness. We do the same thing day after day, year after year. And we wonder why our life hasn't shifted and transformed in some radical way. Right. So we've got we got to get out of coasting. And we've got to get into living life under power and living life, what I like to call 3D. So I, I created a concept in the book, which I'm really excited about, Jeff. And I talk about how I love 3D movies. And the reason why I love 3D movies is because I like to see the multiple dimensions of what they put into the movie to make it really, really incredible. Right. Now, here's the here's the funny thing. In order to be able to process this is powerful, Jeff. And so I want everyone to pay attention to this. In order to even process a 3D movie, you have to have on the right lenses. Mm-hmm. Because without the right lenses, you can't see everything that life is throwing at you, everything that your business is throwing at you, everything that your brand is throwing at you. You can't even process life correctly because you don't have the right lenses on. So let's let's shift your lenses. Ah, come on. So you, can, so you can actually see all the stuff that's right there in front of you. You and I both know neuroscience. One of the things that we know is true is the fact that that the RAS, the reticular, the reticular activating system, tells the brain what to pay attention to. Why is this important when it comes to lenses? I'm so glad you asked. At the <laughs> end of the day, you and I both know if you buy a brand new uh, Maybach, and it's red, candy apple red Maybach, all of a sudden you're going to start seeing Maybachs all over the road. Now, here's the interesting thing. Did everybody else go buy a Maybach that's candy apple red the same day you did? No. They were always there. It's just that your brain didn't pay attention to it until there was an emotional investment made. Mm. And as soon as that emotional investment, I don't care if it's a pair of shoes. I don't care if it's a, a, a pet, right? So many times, right? Like, like I, have a, I have a sheep who he's a shih tzu and a poodle. And I didn't see that many, uh, his name is Simba. Uh, I didn't see that many of, of my dog until I actually bought my dog. And now I see a bunch of people that have the same dog. I've got. I'm like, that's crazy. 
The RAS, the reticulating activating system, tells the brain what to pay attention to, tells the brain what's important, tells the brain what matters. So what, what how does this have to do with everything? You and I both know, because we both teach on goal setting, that at the end of the day, we have to populate our mind with the things that we want so that way our brain can show us 3D living what's already been there all along. So what I want to say to every one of your listeners is that what you want is already close to you. I'm going to say that again. What you want is already close to you. You just got to put on the right lenses so that you can see it. I love that. I think that's there's so much truth to that. Well, and, and the idea that you, you get what you look for, you get what you mm, ask for. Mm. And I feel like I know that in the past I've had seasons of my life where I've been in a slump or I've been, you know, I've had a lot of negative thinking or I view, you know, opportunities as non-existent. But yeah. when you make that shift to actually ask, well, what if they are there? What where would they be? Then all yeah. of a sudden the wheels get moving. You know, you literally get activated towards those directions. I find that to be incredibly powerful. But yet we yeah. We get in these ruts where that seems so far away. Like, how do you yeah. take someone who is in a season where things are not going well and they want to to shift that gear and they yeah. want to pull themselves out? Like, what does that yes, look sir. like? Fantastic. Three easy steps, three super easy shifts. And that's what I love, bro. Jeff, I love this stuff because the whole <laughs> book is built around making stuff easy for people, man. Because the whole concept is this. Listen, the definition of shift is to move or cause to move from one place to another, especially over a small distance. Another definition of shift is a slight change in tendency, preference, direction, intention, position, right? Mindset, attitude, heart set. So the point is this, it's not a big change that's gonna make a big difference. It's a small change that can make a big difference. So if someone wants to shift, there's three simple ways that they can do it. And we talk about this in great detail in chapter four of the book, Shift for, Shift Your Focus and Put Your Weight Into It. And one of the things that I talk about is the fact that if you wanna create any change in your life, you've got to take a leadership role in that change by doing three really simple things. The first thing that you gotta do is you gotta see things as they are. So you must become a realist. And Jeff, this is where a lot of people go wrong, bro. Mm. They, they're, 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 you know, we use positive affirmations and, and positive thinking and good vibe and good aura and all that stuff, which is great, but we're using it in the wrong part of the three-part process. The first thing that you got to do is you got to get gut, bucket, gully, naked, honest with exactly where your situation is. is. You've got to be a realist. Where are you? Not where do you, not where do you want to be? Not where, not where things could be if things improved. Where exactly are things right now? Financially, in my business, in my brand, in my parenting, in my marriage, right? In my credit card debt, in my wealth portfolio, where I got to see things as they are. That's step number one. Once you get honest about where it is, then you got to go to step number two. See it better than the way it is, which means you got to be an optimist. So you got to go from being a realist to see as it is to step number two, being an optimist to seeing it better than the way it is, which allows you to create the gap. So now there should be a gap between where you are and where you want to be, which is beautiful. Now we got to take it to step three. We got to make it like we see it. So let's assume for the sake of conversation, because I've been there before, let's assume that you're, you, you have a lot of credit card debt. Okay. And, and you're like, okay, I want to get out of credit card debt because I want to begin to start building wealth for myself and my family. Let's just use that for a simple example. You're, that you're never going to get there until you're willing to get gut bottom honest with exactly where you are. So you need to know to the penny how much debt you have. All the cards, all the interest rates, how much are the minimum monthly payments? You've got to see things as they are. Be a realist. Step one. Step two, 
See your credit situation better than the way it is. I see myself getting to the place where, listen, what I do put on credit, I pay it off in 30 days. And I my credit is so good that I actually um, have credit card offers for things I don't even need. And it's so good that I can actually I can actually offer lines of credit to other people. That's how good my credit is. Good. So see it as it is. See it better than the way it is. Step number three, make it like you see it. Take daily action steps to make it like you see it. How do you make it like you see it? Maybe you borrow Dave Ramsey's method, snowball method. Maybe you start with the smallest credit card with the smallest balance. You put 100% of your attention towards paying that hush puppy off. You pay the minimums on all the other credit cards, and any extra money goes towards knocking out that small credit card that's got a $350 balance. Once that hush puppy's gone and paid off in full, you cut it up. You go to the next credit card balance. It's got $1,000 on it. You say, okay, cool. I'm going to pay the minimums on the other five credit cards that I still have. I'm going to put all my energy and effort and my side hustle and all that stuff into getting rid of that $1,000 balance. Do that one? Great. Cut that one up. Get rid of it. Now you go to the one that's got a $3,500 balance. And you do that every day. You make it like you see it. But you can't get to that process of actually making the shift until you were able to see it as it is, number one, be a realist, see it better than the way it is, number two, be an optimist, and then make it like you see it. Step three, you got to be an activist. And once you're willing to be, become a realist, and be uh, an optimist, and be an activist, then you can shift anything in your life to the next level. You can shift it into a higher gear, bro. Why do you think that we lie to ourselves about realism? I feel like that's <laughs> I see that so often that yeah, we, we don't want to see things as they are because I, I mean, I'm sure it's scary. I'm sure facing fears is hard. But like, what is it about us that says I'm going to run from reality? Sensational question, bro. And I think the answer is we, we don't we don't want to we don't want to look at how things really are because we're, we're scared. We're intimidated. We're afraid. We um, we've been conditioned by society that as long as you think good thoughts it's gonna it's gonna just manifest for you well mm, don't really agree with that one right mm. i mean you can you can look in your front yard every day and say there's no weeds there's no weeds there's no weeds there's no weeds <laughs> and that ain't gonna help you because watch this write this down it's a great tweetable social share you never have to plant seeds to grow weeds mm. have you noticed that in life jeff you never have to plant seeds to grow weeds Weeds come automatically. Weeds are negativity. Negativity is free. Negativity is automatic. And negativity is perpetual, right? Just like abundance is. But you never have to plant seeds to grow weeds. But if you want a crop, if you want a harvest, you got to plant something. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. 
Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. That's, that's why, you know, this conversation of shifting to a higher gear is so crucial because we're constantly inundated with the things. So we, we typically don't like to see, I don't want to know what my weight is. I just want to get to my ideal place. Great, but you can't get there till you're honest about where you're at. And it's not just about how much you weigh. It's your body fat composition. It's, 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 it's the way, how did your metabolism work? What's going on with your with, with your thyroid? What's going on with your metabolism? What's going on with your what other supplements? What's what's going on in your blood? Have you gotten your blood drawn to see what's going on with your with your um, estrogen and your testosterone and all these other elements that could play into quote your weight loss or wellness journey? Hmm. So so oftentimes we're consumed by the end result, which leads me to chapter twelve in the book where I say shift out of traditional goal setting and get into transformational goal getting. And one of the things that I teach under the eight R's of accelerated goal achievement is the first thing that you need is not the actual goal. I teach a very counter reverse engineering process for achieving goals. I don't believe the first thing that you need is what you want. I don't even believe that the first thing that you need is why you want it, which is reasons. I, even though I teach reasons, reasons is not first. Jeff, one of the things I firmly believe that we need before we need it, before we need reasons and before we need rewards and before we need to write the goal down, is we need room. <laughs> mm. Jeff, bro, dude, man, I get chill bumps. The number one thing that high achievers need when it comes to goal manifestation, actually getting a goal, I honestly believe in 2021, 2022, in this era where the where the real enemy is not, the real enemy is not a lack of success. The real enemy is not even barriers to success the real the number one enemy to high achievers is distraction mm-hmm. because at the end of the day every one of us if we're not careful we're going to end up in the hospital victims of weapons of mass distraction mm. so the number one thing that we need as high achievers if we really want to achieve our goals the first thing you need is you got to get room so get clear about what no longer belongs on your plate you need space because your day is packed hence the reason why the 5 a.m miracle is so crucial because you're encouraging people to before your day gets into the day into the before your day runs away, prioritize what's most important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But before you spend the rest of your day reacting, actually create the day you want on the front end. I can't wait to read your book, brother. I'm gonna have you on my podcast as well. I love the concept. I love what you're talking about. Yeah. And and, and I think it's so. But we need room. So here's here's three things. What do you need to take a sabbatical from before you even talk about what you want in 2000? Can I just give him some, can I just give him some free coaching, Jeff, real quick? Go for but, it. But before you go into 2022 or the next quarter or the next month of sales in your business or the next big launch of your, of whatever your online brand product or services, whatever next is for you, quotations next, do three things. Make room for whatever that is. In other words, I don't care if it's a relationship. If you're single and you want someone to come in, how do you make room for that, because Jeff, you 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 got you got a brand new one, right? Brand new baby. That yep. baby took up space in your significant other's womb, and it needed room. It created space for itself. Anything that you want is going to require room. So your new income goal, great. Les Brown taught me this a long time ago. He said, "Deltro, fifty percent of the people responsible for your next income goal you haven't even met yet." Mm. 
So it, you need space, you need room. So what can you pull back from? What do you need to take a temporary sabbatical from? What people do you need to pull back from? What activities are no longer serving you? What, what, what daily actions are you taking that are taking time away from what you really, really need to be focused on? So create room for the thing that you want. If you want a new vehicle, get some junk out of your garage to create a vacuum, come on, so that that way that new vehicle actually has a place to be parked in your house. If you want a new workout studio downstairs, get rid of all that junk downstairs and create a space for your wellness center in your own home. If you want a significant other and you're single, create space in your closet where your significant other can hang their clothes and watch what God, life, the universe, source, whatever you believe, how that, because there's no vacuums in the universe. It will always be filled with something. So create a vacuum by creating room for the very thing that you want. So if you want to make a shift in your life, create room for that shift. I love this. And there's, <laughs> there's a concept that I love teaching on this podcast, which is focus blocks of time. And in order to have that focus, you have to have room on your calendar, right? That's yes, the space to, to give yourself over to something fully for a while. Yes, and sir. I completely agree. Taking sabbaticals, taking time away, pausing on any level is incredibly valuable. Um, I want to get to this concept about 1% improvement because I feel like there is so much value in, like you mentioned earlier, this idea of doing things that are easy, not dramatic shifts, but a small yes. change. What yes, is sir. it about making small changes that's so profound? How, what is it about the 1% that works? It's doable. That's it. It's doable and it's sustainable. Trying to get 20%, 30%, 40 that stuff sounds sexy and it's great for marketing and advertising and clickbait, but it tends to not be sustainable. But a 1% shift is something that you can actually get to and actually maintain and actually matriculate it once you get to it. So I believe this. I really believe it's the small things that make the big difference. I really do believe that it's the small shifts that really have the greatest level of impact in our lives. Big trucks roll on small tires. Big doors swing on little hinges. Hmm. Big ships, big ships, big cruise ships that you see in the ocean are being propelled by small propellers underneath the water. Huge buildings drawn on small architectural plans. Multi-billion, billion dollar companies merge with six people in a conference room. So the point is, how do we begin to start making those small shifts? And with the couple minutes that we have left, I wanna give you a quick example of a small shift that could make a cataclysmic difference in your life every single day. But I want you to change one word that you say every day. I want you to change one word in a phrase that you say every day. And I want you to try it for seven days. And I want you to send me an email, delatoro at gmail.com and let me know how it impacted your life. Here's the phrase. Every single day, when it's time for us to do something that's a part of our to-do list, Jeff, right? We use these words. Oh, at seven o'clock, I have to do this meeting. At five o'clock, I have to meditate. At 9 a.m., I have to. And so we use this phrase, I have to all the time. I have to cook dinner. I have to go to the gym. I have to do this. I have to do that. I want you to change one word in that phrase. I want you to shift one word in that phrase. I want you to say, instead of I have to, I want you to shift to I get to. And the moment that we shift from I have to to I get to, it goes from an obligation to an opportunity. I get to go pick up my daughters at 3.30 this afternoon after school. 
all of a sudden, bro, that turns that trip into an adventure. I'm like, all right, I'm about to pick my girls up. What are we about to get into? Are we stopping to get a quick snack? Are we stopping for ice cream? Like, what are we doing today to make this a great pickup day? What conversation can I have with them? What shocking thing can I tell them about my day? Because I get to pick up my daughters from school versus I have to pick up my daughters from school gives completely different energy. Mm. And where focus goes, energy flows. And whatever you focus on expands. Whatever you don't focus on contracts. So we have to shift. I have to, oh, it's already nighttime. I have to make love to my spouse. (laughs) I get to express my love to the person I've committed my life to. How do, I, how do I make it fun? How do I make it exciting? How do I light candles? How do I find good music? How do I create an ambiance? How do I give them a massage first? How do I, because it's a get to versus a have to. I got to pay my, I have to pay my taxes. I get to, as an entrepreneur, get so good with my money that I get a chance to fund programs all over the world as I contribute towards the way our economy works. Right? Mm-hmm. So instead of I, have to switch to I get to. And and when you do that and you make that one shift, it will literally change everything. I got an email from a gentleman who was a top realtor. He heard me speak on this conversation. He said, I went home that night, Dr. Del Toro, and I and I and I said, I said, listen, every time out of my mouth I'm gonna I, I, that I normally say I have to, I'm gonna switch it to I get to. And he said I was in the middle of a discussion with my wife and I changed my language to I, I babe, we get to do this. We get to do that. And I get to to XYZ. He said, man, it shifted the entire conversation. And he said, ever since then, our, our marriage has gone to a whole different level. He said, I came to a, a real estate, <laughs> a real estate, uh, like association meeting. And you were the keynote speaker talking about performance and productivity and peak performance and taking your life to the next level. And you're teaching us about your book in the middle of your peak performance keynote. And I ended up leaving with principles I could use in my marriage. And that one shift, that one single shift, which I could apply in so many aspects of my marriage and my parenting and my, and my personal life was worth more than going to therapists for months. Mm. Jeff, you and I know the power of this stuff, bro. One, one small shift can change everything. This is what you're doing with your book, The 5 a.m. Miracle. How do you shift that clock back a little bit and give yourself the opportunity to be in the driver's seat of your day? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the power of the small change is... It's pretty incredible in terms of when you think about the average person going through the average day, believing that that's the way things are, the way that they're supposed to be. Like they've done it for a long time. It's going to stay that way. Yeah. And then the little, little pivots, the little adjustments, and all of a sudden the path has changed. I've seen that so many times that I feel like that the opportunity to do that, to get to be able to make that change, uh, is powerful, especially when it can be applied to lots of areas of life. So I definitely want our listeners to get a copy of your book. And where can they go? Where's the, where's the best place to go to learn more from the work you're doing and to get the book? Oh, thanks so much. Uh, definitely jump right on Amazon or whatever your favorite online retailer is. Uh, but you can grab the book from Amazon. You can also get it on Audible. Uh, I actually recorded the audio book myself. Uh, the publisher gave us the longitude to do that. So I recorded the book myself on Audible. So if you love to listen to books, certainly make sure that you grab it on Audible. But get it on Amazon. Uh, we, if you want to get the workbook, which is an instructionally designed companion guide to the book, it's like an activity book, a journal, and a workbook all in one, about 108 pages. And there's exercises and activities not only in the book, but there's exercises and activities in the workbook that are different from the book. So go to shiftintoahiregear.com. That's shift into a higher gear.com to pick up the actual companion workbook. 
And those of y'all who are listening who are influencers and you lead teams, uh, please visit porchlightbooks.com because you can get bulk book pricing to buy this book in bulk for um, companies, associations, book clubs, uh, book study groups, mastermind teams, things of that nature. So uh, that's how people can uh, get the book in bulk or get it individually. And then uh, our Facebook community is called the Shift Into a Higher Gear Global Biker Posse. So they can go there to actually join our free Facebook community. And also, uh, we have a podcast. It's called Crushing Life with Del Toro. And so if you're a podcast listener, like I'm sure you are, because you listen to um, Jeff's amazing, incredible content, then make sure you check out Crushing Life with Del Toro podcast. Uh, and um, you can enjoy those free episodes as well. So that's how folks can stay connected and learn more about us. We're at Dr. Del Toro on all social media. That's at dr. D-E-L-A-T-O-R-R-O on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, all the major platforms. Okay, awesome. That's a lot of places to go, and I love the opportunity there to dig in a lot further. So thanks again for this. It's an awesome episode, and there is a lot of wisdom here, a lot to dig into, <laughs> um, a lot of change to be made, but it's positive yeah. stuff. So yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate you so much, Jeff. Thanks, buddy. And now for the action step this week. Shift your life into a higher gear. Del Toro is a passionate guy, as you can tell by all the clapping. If your life needs a boost and you want to emulate even a fraction of his passion and energy, then grab a copy of his book and move yourself into a bigger, bolder, and grander version of you. JeffSanders.com slash 418 is the place to go to get the episode notes. Also, subscribe to this podcast in the app you're using right now. Just go to jeffsanders.com slash subscribe to get updates about this show in your favorite podcast app. Once again, that's jeffsanders.com slash subscribe. That's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life, and the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.